I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. All righty. Who's ready to talk about this team, baby? I am so pumped to talk about these Flyers. Uh, just going to answer your questions. Let me get a few things out of the way first. Talk about what I saw in the game. Even though he got put down to the fourth line, I thought Nolan Patrick didn't play that bad. He almost scored on the Flyers in the first period, but then I thought he had a couple good shifts late in the uh, first had a really good shift in the second where he caused the D-zone turnover, led the rush, and drew the double minor. Then he almost scored late in the second period. Um, McDonald looked pretty bad. Uh, I don't think that McDavid goal was that great. I thought Solar should have been on the post for that. Uh, Ghost created the only goal tonight. And then pretty much uh, as usual, I... I I was looking at the other games I've done the post-game reactions for, because if you haven't caught on, I'm not Bill. And this is the fourth time I've done a game this season. The second game I did this season was the Islanders 6-1 to loss, where for about 50 minutes I was like, I don't know how Hagstall's still here. It's fucking, what is it, December 14th? We're all up at 11.30 on a Friday night, and we're still talking about Hagstall. If this isn't his second to last game as the coach, I I don't know. Uh, they've lost these last three losses were the classic hackstall ways to lose a game. Get murdered and show no signs of life against the Jets. Blow a game that was already in the bag against the Flames, and then show no emotion whatsoever against the against the Oilers tonight. And there's no no excuse for tonight's loss. Um, I, I mean, the, the Oilers came in. This was their second game in a back-to-back. They lost, they played an overtime line against the Jets. And you could tell early on they had no they had no energy, and the Flyers still couldn't take advantage of it. Uh, it's – I mean, if this team hasn't given up on the coach, I, I don't know what else we need to see. And – the, the problems don't just go to the coaching. There are still a lot of other issues with the team, but a lot of it stems from the coaching. Uh, I mean, the power play is still fucking atrocious too. I think there were – I mean, their lone goal wasn't a power play goal, was it? I don't remember. But they were 0, and 4 after, 0 for 4 after the second period, including a double minor where they didn't produce any chances at all. I uh, it's that I mean going into tonight it made sense they lost because your special teams aren't gonna gonna help you out at all. And on home ice, Hitchcock early you could see Hitchcock was trying to match up McDavid with uh against McDonald and it paid off. Uh so it you're not gonna win special teams and you're gonna have a pretty bad matchup at five and five. So I mean, really, this is kind of an expected outcome. 
yeah, uh, like Mike said, showed nothing against the team that played last night. I mean, that's the biggest thing. They should have – the way they ended the game on Wednesday to lose in that embarrassing of a fashion, you should have been fired up to come out and play tonight, and you're going up against a team that played into overtime last night against a pretty offensive team in the Jets. There's no reason – why you shouldn't have been blowing the Oilers out of the building in the first period. It's just, it's amazing. I, I can't, I don't know any other ways to really say that this team's got nothing. Uh, I, I mean, tomorrow's a loss too, right? What, what, what are they going to do tomorrow? The Canucks are worse, but you came out flat as hell tonight and it's a back to back and if they've given up on the coach, the coach is still here, and they probably know that tomorrow might actually be the last game of the Hackstall era. So they're not going to show anything tonight. Tomorrow is going to be a loss too. <clears throat> Brian Olick says, "Get Q on a flight to Vancouver." I, yeah, see, I don't think I don't think it's happening tonight. But if it's not announced on Sunday, the the Flyers will have their prime chance to announce it. Um, during an Eagles game on Sunday night, that accused a new coach. So we'll just we'll just wait until Sunday night, and that's uh that's when it'll be Joe Quinville time. Uh, John Sanheim lost time on ice on D. What more does he have to do? Yeah, I mean Sanheim keeps getting unreasonably low uh, amounts of time on ice, even though he's been playing like Sanheim, and he had some iffy plays tonight. And I'm not going to defend Hacksaw at all. All I'm going to say was tonight, for some reason, he's not on the power play, which I don't know. But they had uh, four power plays through 40 minutes, so that's time he's off the ice. I don't know why Hacksaw doesn't do a thing where he's the first guy out there after a special teams segment, penalty kill or power play. And I know he had low time on Wednesday, too. And I think a lot of that was because they're on the penalty kill in the third period and also – Hit that whole thing where it looked like he got injured in the first period. But, I mean, besides that, he should still be. The excuses for why he wouldn't be playing, whether it's special teams or an injury, that time should be made up. Hackstall should have uh, exerted effort to put him back on the ice as soon as possible. Like, it shouldn't just be, oh, we missed that on that time. We still have to keep the rotation going. Just put Sanheim out there. He's been the best defenseman all year. <laughs> so, Phil Garrett, how long did McDonald play? 35 fucking minutes. I don't know. I feel like he's always out there. He's always out there, and he brings nothing to the table. It's just turnovers, and it's it's turnovers where he's looking at players before he makes them, and then he completes the turnover. And then tonight, the first goal, he had the puck poke checked away from him. I, I mean, that's his fault. The Oilers didn't score just because of him, though. I don't know what Proveroff is doing. He shouldn't have been in that corner with him. I'm watching it right now on the NBCS Philly uh, post game with him, uh, and I, just nobody recognized that Proveroff was out of position. I think Proveroff is the reason why that goal ultimately happened. Again, it starts with a McDonald turnover, and it's the second turnover on that on that shift. So the puck should have just been gone. But Proroff was also pretty badly out of place in that play. And then Connect Me and I think JVR didn't have the recognition to pick up uh, Chase on in the slot. It's a bad play all around. And, and of course, McDonald didn't do anything to help it. Matt got 15 minutes. Okay. 
yeah, I mean the the stuff with AMAC, I, I just I thought I mean I, I'm not going to say that Fletcher loves AMAC yet because Fletcher hasn't done anything, but the weird the weird defense of of AMAC from Hackstall and Hackstall when he puts up these performances consistently, it's just it, it blows your mind. I, I just don't know why he's. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you could trade him, but he can do what you're doing earlier this year with uh, just scratching him and putting full, uh, full in. It. I mean, I, I know that's not really a great improvement, but he's not. I, I mean, it was and this isn't like a McDonald game. It wasn't like the Flyers all, and it's McDonald that was bringing him down. The whole team did not really bring a lot of juice. It's just, I think McDonald's just an easy target for me. So. Trying to keep up on her comments. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Stellaris. So tonight, Stellaris, I thought, played fine. I just, uh, the, the McDavid goal, again, another bad turnover. Uh, I mean, Gossager shouldn't have had the puck turned over there. At the same time, nobody should be able to score from the goal line. I don't really care if it's McDavid or not. It wasn't like that was a crazy shot. That was just Stellaris had time to get back to the post. He just stuck his leg out there and thought maybe McDavid wouldn't bank it in. And it turns out he was wrong. Uh, I mean, besides that, I don't know. Zach Thomas, thank you. Sports underscore R underscore bad. That was my Twitter handle in case you guys want to remember that. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I mean, Simmons took another dumb penalty tonight. He had a bad penalty on Wednesday when he punched uh, a random flame in the face. I forget who he punched in the face, but he punched somebody in the face after the whistle and there was no reason. And then today he just over-exaggerated a missed call and it wasn't a necessary penalty at the take to prevent a goal or anything. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, Simmons needs to be better than that. Um, yeah, David Brown, I'm not saying that's the always play bad. I'm just saying that the, the, the McDavid goal wasn't great. The other two, he had no – I mean, the Shazon goal, he was left to hung out the dry. Uh, the third goal against two was another one. I mean, I want Limblom and Patrick to maybe get better or more ice time, specifically Limblom, and Limblom looked pretty bad on that that third goal against. Uh, he looked lost on the give-and-go uh, with Larson scoring. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying this was a stol- uh, This game was on Stellars at all. I think it's the game. It's just the team collectively did not come out and and show any heart. Um, uh, wait, what are you guys saying no to? Um, Fletcher doesn't make. Uh, Slay Lindham, Fletcher doesn't make game time decisions. AMAC is like hack security blanket. Just when you think he has come around, he plays. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I really don't know what it is with Hackstall and McDonald, but I, it might just be a whole veteran thing. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry, you're right. I mean, Jerry's talking about the Simmons penalty. I, and again, you know, the Simmons penalty is the reason why they lost tonight, but it's just those are two penalties that you don't – the penalty kill may have looked better recently. It's still this team's penalty kill. It's going to regress at some this team shorthanded more time more than they need to be. So if you're not saving a goal, don't take a penalty. 
And especially don't take a penalty in between whistles. That's the second game in a row he's done that. I just don't understand what the thought process is. Yeah. Yeah, so Dave says Limbaugh had 11 minutes, Patrick had four. Yeah, I mean, they're on the fourth line, and I don't think I'm as upset about Patrick being on the fourth line as most people. I mean, he hasn't been great recently. Uh, I do want to see him play with Limbaugh because they tore up the West of other West Coast trip. I don't know why. I, again, I don't know why Hacksaw got away from that. And I think tonight, I think Patrick responded nice tonight for being on the fourth line. After that play where he decided to grab the rebound and skate right in front of Stellars and almost had it poked in. After that, I thought he played a pretty good game. Uh, the, the play where he drew a penalty was a pretty great individual effort. He just had a takeaway, took it down the ice, drew a penalty, and they had a scoring chance. Uh, I think with the ice time given, I think he did fine. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Yeah, the yeah the penalty kill is visually better, as Hex don't say. But no, they had they did have a good stretch. I, I will say they did have a good stretch. They had 15 kills and they scored two shorthanded goals. And then they, I mean, they blew it on Wednesday or not Wednesday, uh, Sunday with the three goals against against the Jets. And some of those might have been unlucky. But I mean, I'm still not. I uh, I think for for me with the co- the coaching staff, I know I usually. Not not just me. Everybody talks about Hackstall, but at this point, I don't know how. And everybody talks about Lappy too, but I don't know how you can really defend Nowblock either. Um, I, I mean, they all, both the, the special team units have been bad for. Besides the first half of last season, the power play hasn't been anything special, and I know he's trying to switch it up, but it's not working. And I, I think it's the temperament in the room. I mean. Hacksaw was trying to do a thing tonight where he was throwing lines in the blender. What was it? Uh, in the third period, JVR is with uh, Veroni and Simmons. Drew is with Patrick and TK. And then the defensive pairs for a bit were uh, Hag, Ghost, Sanheim, Proprof, which would be a, a 6-9 pairing, which is very nice. And then McDonald and Gudis. So I guess he's throwing stuff at a wall. He likes throwing stuff at the wall, but... It, it kind of all doesn't matter if they're already zoning out, I guess. Uh, can Elliot Norberth coach? I mean, they're already on the payroll. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> it's, it's worth a shot. I just, I don't know any more games we have to go through as a fan base where we have to watch a game like tonight. Joel Quinville's at home. Drinking a butt heavy, like I don't know, watching Seinfeld reruns. Like he's just out there doing nothing, just unemployed, just enjoying life. Maybe he wants to get Christmas in and then just come coach a questionable team. And again, even if you switch to coaching, I don't think a lot of the issues are resolved. I think there are still a lot of other terrible issues with this team, but the coaching doesn't do anything to help. Coaching can help mask some of those issues. And goaltending helps mask a lot of issues too. And we were getting that for a bit from Stellars. And I think, I mean, even tonight, again, the game tonight was not on Stellars. Um, but it's a, uh, I, I just don't, if this was his measure, if the West Coast trip was a measuring stick, I feel like he's got to be going out to the Mar. I feel like he has to be. It finally has to be it, right? But I mean, we've 
because for a while there, it was just it felt hopeless. Like there was no way Hextall was going to go, and then they fire Hextall. They bring in a new GM. The GM's like, I'll address everything after this West Coast trip. The West Coast trip has provided the three main ways that the Flyers love to lose games: not not getting unlucky, not getting a bad bounce at the wrong time, getting getting blasted, not showing up, blowing a lead late. I, I mean, those are. Uh, Matt White, I feel like an ass because I actually defended Heck given the circumstances with Hexy, but now my original list of Hex are actually true. It's not right to be an NHL coach. It's unfortunate because I'd love to see him succeed because he seems like a good guy and all. But time for this year to end, Brand. Yeah, that's the thing. And I and I think the Flyers realized that earlier this year when they had that uh, one-on-one with Hexel where he tried to be a real chill guy and he had the unbuttoned shirt and he talked about how everything's cool and he understands how the media needs to do their job and all this crap. He seems like a fine guy. Doesn't mean I want you to coach my hockey team for seven years. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, like we've seen enough. Like it's been four years. He's the fourth longest tenure coach. Get the fuck out of here. Like I mean, they can try somebody else in there. And I, I believe the argument of picking your own assistant coaches has really hurt him. At the same time, I don't know how much it's impacted him, and it's it's not like. I don't know. There's not enough there for me to think that everything is working against him. It seems to be that he does a lot of stuff to bring these results on himself. Again, not the greatest team. It's not. And my main defense of him has been the old saying that you show me a good goalie, I'll show you a good coach. And the Flyers have had, I think they're like 27th or 28th in save percentage since Hackstall started. So it's kind of hard to you know, work a game plan around that. But at the same time, I still don't think he's doing enough to kind of curve that uh, the unluckiness he's had, I guess. He hasn't done anything to kind of overcome that. Uh, Chris, people need to stop. Carter Hart is not coming to the UK, uh, NHL. He's not going to the KHL. NHL, I, I want to say he's not, Chris, but... Um, I, I mean, he's looking good in the AHL, and Stolarz is the only good goalie they have up here. I'm not saying they should know that. I'm saying Holmgren talked about Hart possibly playing this year. Hart seems to be picking up in the AHL, and it's a weird time right now for the Flyers, and they're, they might start doing stupid stuff after this Vancouver game. So I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying, I have a weird feeling we're going to be seeing Carter Hart like soonish, like in the next month. And then, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I guess no more is Stolarz the Flyers goalie of the future articles. I mean, I think Stolarz is just in a weird spot to begin with because it took a lot for him to finally get a chance. He's done okay. I mean, his numbers aren't great, but I feel like he's kept this team in a lot of games, which uh, no other goalie has really been able to do this season. And I think and I think Charlie laid it out on BSH Radio this week that, you know, if Carter Hart's your guy and he's, he's supposed to be up here next season, which is a pretty good chance there is, are you going to feel confident with a, with a Hart-Stolarz tandem I guess like I feel like the timeline doesn't quite work out if Hart was further along in the process 
and they needed a backup for Hart next year, I think Stolarz could be the guy if Hart had spent like two or three years in the league. But to bring in Hart as a rookie and have Stolarz be the stability option, that I really don't know if that's the best idea. So this whole run with Stolarz is just kind of like a weird, it's a weird feel-good story if he's able to do all right. But I don't think it's going to lead to anything more with the Flyers, unfortunately. Um, So I'll lose for Hughes. Yeah, let's let's do that. I mean, I've been on board the uh, lose for Hughes train for a bit, just because I don't, I don't know if it's going to be worth the trade picks and prospects for win now additions to squeak into the playoffs and lose in the first round again. I'd rather take take a chance at a generational player. And again, the Flyers want to get them because the Devils, the Kings, the Blackhawks are all black down at the bottom of the standings too, so they'll probably luck into them. Sue Jones says maybe Cherry Hill's Bobby Ryan could help. I'm going to say no because he's having a terrible season and he still has a pretty bad contract. I mean, I wouldn't mind looking at other senators like Mark Stone or if you're going to go for a goalie, I I think Craig Anderson might be one of the better, not better goaltending options, but one of the realistic goaltending options you could get without trading away the farm, which is kind of how I want to go about the uh, adding a goalie. Because, I mean, goalies are sporadic, and you can't really sink a lot of money in the goaltending, in my opinion. I know a lot of people want Bob. Um, but, I mean, he hasn't had the best season. He usually has bad postseason numbers, and he's going to want a ton. So that's going to be a big commitment for a guy that's going to be coming off a season where he has like a 902 save percentage right now. So. Anthony says, let Hart back up Stellaris. He doesn't have to play every game, just catch up the NHL speed this year when it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I really want Stellaris being the starter next year. I, I don't know. I I like him, but he still has like an 890-something save percentage. And he's had, he's had some really good moments, but I don't know. He still let in some softies. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of really hard to gauge him fairly because he he's the bulk of his career has been behind this team. So, um, what about Sandstrom? Says Matt Joseph. Uh, Sandstrom, I'm pretty sure is having a real uh, shit season in the SHL. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to be coming over. Um, Anytime soon, uh, Jerry Temple says, heard the players are sipping on some paint thinner slash OJ in the locker room right now. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty hard combo, but at the same time, it feels about right after this game. I don't even see like games like this. I'm numb to them now. I don't, I have no emotion anymore towards these games. I expect these types of games from the Flyers now. Just a listless loss in a game where they should have come out and tried to prove something after Wednesday's collapse and just yeah, just nothing. Just no fight. I thought they were going to do that thing in the third period they did when they made it 3-1 to one where they push back and tie the game and then they lose in overtime. But uh, they just, uh, just nothing. Just nothing all night long. Um, <laughs> uh, st- uh, st- Brandon says Stoli is on a team that was trying to lose and it was looked good. I'd be uh, if we had new coaches. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys are maybe a little more positive on Stolar's heart than I am. I just, 
I think just after a second season of Elliot and Neuwirth, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I just want, I don't know. Like I'd rather have another stopgap for next season, which I know sounds insane. Uh, I just, it has to be a better stop. It can't be these, the Hextall got the two worst stopgaps in the league and Elliot and, and Neuwirth. Not necessarily because they're even the worst when they're playing. They just, they're never playing is the problem. Uh, Mike says, is it wrong that I want them to lose? I just have no, no, I, no, this is what I've been saying all year. I, we've already, uh, this is their 26th game, 27th. Like they're, we have another 55 games of this season left. If I have to go through 55 more of these games and they're like this, I hope they lose and they finish at the bottom of standings and then they're able to land Jack Hughes. And then we have Jack Hughes for 15 years. Like I will go through the rest of the season like this and be tortured if it means Jack Hughes is at the finish line. It's just the problem is that there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. Uh, and I, I mean, the team... Everett Davis, uh, Steph Driver for coach and Bill for GM, Haxtell for janitor. I mean, I wouldn't even want Haxtell in the building. So I feel like if Haxtell is a janitor, he's just uh, he's going to wait too long to clean the bathrooms or something. Uh, I, I can get behind. I can get from Bill as GM. Uh, uh, Stolarz could at least get trade value as a depth backup. Yeah, no, I mean, he could. I, I, I mean, are you talking about this year or next year? I mean, he could get something this year, I guess. Uh, I'm sure somebody out there is seeing him play for behind this team. Uh, Anthony, I think you go out and grab a number one defenseman like Dowdy, Petrangelo, take pressure off Provorov, run Stellar's heart tandem, grab a second line center and play also. Uh, for this year. I mean, yeah. If they do all, if they do all that, I just I'm interested to see what it would take to get a Dowdy or Petrangelo. And I feel like I feel like we always overvalue Flyers fans or most fans undervalue their players when they're performing on the ice, and then when it comes to trading them, they overvalue them. So I, I would like to see what an actual trade to get a Dowdy or Petrangelo would be like. And then, again, I mean, banking on Stellars and Hart to carry this team to the playoffs, I feel like is a tall order. But, I, I mean, it's, it's not the worst option here right now. So, uh, uh, Nick, I honestly don't think tanking is an option, as I've said before. And I know I sound like a broken record, but this isn't basketball. And players aren't going to turn around. Or... Yeah, well, okay, so that's the thing, too. The Flyers at 5-on-5. Five five, are not the worst team in the league. They're middle of the road, above average at five on five. The special teams suck. And the goaltending sucks. Theoretically, if you were to do the tank out option or the stealth tank, as some people are referring to it, uh, they land Hughes, sign a decent goalie, and then bring in different coaches for the special teams, and then you should have a, a halfway decent team next year. A team that you should have had this year just came a year later. And as Brian says, uh, in all seriousness, Jack Hughes would re-energize the fan base and interest in the team. And I think that's another reason why 
you could do it. I think if you, ju- I, th- I think that will get more fans excited than if you go out and trade for veterans and claw your way back into a playoff spot just to lose in the first round again. I mean, if you sell this fan base that they're going to lose in the first round again and they fire their GM and change over the whole coaching staff, I don't think, I don't think people are going to be looking forward to 2019, 2020. I, I, I don't know. I think they might, I think they need to do something. Um, they need to do something maybe more drastic and like trade a, a core player and, I mean, at this point, I, I feel like Simmons is going to get traded soon. Uh, maybe at maybe at the deadline. If not, I, I mean, I guess it's still all in the up in the air with Simmons. But I feel like he could be an asset that's moved. And I mean, if you're really, what was it? This is the the core's been together since 2012, 2011, 2012, and this is going to be. If Hacksaw gets canned, it's going to coach they're on, and they're third different GM. Maybe it's not the coaching and the GMs at that point. Maybe you should trade one of the core pieces. And you're not trading Drew, and Simmons already looks like he's gone. So, I mean, I I used to not be open to the idea of trading Voracek. I would like to hear – I would maybe like to see what packages for Voracek would be. Um Jesus Christ, John. John says, do you think they're waiting until 2020 to fire hack just to say, well, hindsight is 2020? <laughs> that's a, first of all, that's a, a great dad joke. Nicely done. But secondly, if they're waiting until 2020, he's not going to make it. There's no fucking way this fan base is going to let that go on for another calendar year. I wouldn't. I don't want to go to home games in 2019 if that's the case. <laughs> Because it's going to be a war zone. Like it's just so many things are going to be pelted at Hackstall. It's going to be it's going to be gross. I, I I don't know if I can do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I know Hackstall should be gone, but I mean, I really want to be opposed to checking out. Um, you know, trading Voracek and Simmons. And again, that's not a reaction after this game. That's just, they've had the core for a while. And I know there's a lot of, not a lot of other roster issues, but uh, the, the core just doesn't seem to be getting it done. And if they're always coming out, if they've always come out flat and they always lose games, or should be winning and things of that nature. And they've been filing in different coaches and GMs. It comes a point to where it, it comes to the players and, you're not trading Drew. I I don't think Drew should ever be traded, but the other two guys I, I could see. And the Simmons one we've been talking about for a while. Uh, I, I think I just jumped in and um, uh, jumped in on the trade Voracek train. Did I say trade Coots? I mean, I'm not, I don't want to trade Katoria either. I think Simmons and Voracek are the two main guys I'm uh, talking about. Oh, uh, I don't know. Mind you guys responding to somebody in the chat. Yeah, don't don't trade Katori. That's insane. I I feel like Jack Hughes is closer to a McDavid and Matthews than Nico or Patrick. That's been my understanding of it. Uh, and I mean when he watch highlights of him and you look at his numbers he he looks more like he's 
a McDavid or a Matthews. Maybe not quite those guys, but he is a guy that you should you should tank for. I mean, last the, the year the Flyers won the draft, it was kind of unfortunate because uh, I mean, Nolan Patrick can turn out to be a fine player, but he's not a franchise altering type guy that uh, McDavid and Matthews or I think Jack Hughes could be. So, uh, I mean, this game tonight, I really, I don't have much. They need to show more energy in the first period, which I know is a horrible cliche thing to say, but you got embarrassed two nights ago. Team came out after an overtime game last night. You should have been on top of them early. They didn't really even test Koskinen until, uh, I think there's a chance late in the second period with the Simmons line. And, uh... Hitchcock did pretty good lining up McDavid against the the line he wanted. Um, trying to catch up on your guys' comments now. Okay, so Curtis Allen hot takes Stars could actually be a good goalie. The Flyers are just horrible at defense. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying he he isn't. I'm just saying. I guess what I'm saying is, I think a lot of people are high on Stars right now. And I mean, honestly, you should be. I I like the way he's played, even though I'm I'm knocking him for the goal on McDavid tonight. He's been pretty good. I know the numbers don't show it, but when you look at what he's done, given the the play to work he's been given, I think he's done really good. I just feel like in November next year, this team gets off to a bad start, and you're running with Stolarz and Hart. A lot of people are going to be like, well, why did Fletcher come into the season with Stolarz and Hart? I feel like that would be the main outcome of if you brought in that tandem for next year. Jerry says this week's fly probably need a burrito. This game went against everything needed a burrito stands for. Jerry brings a very good point. This game was the anti Nito burrito. I mean, there. This was. Uh, if you were, I I can't even explain it. This is the exact opposite. This was a. I don't even have a pun. This game sucked. Zach Thomas, this team can't afford to have Ghost and for a rough regress ever. Yeah, I mean, especially because that probably means they're going to lean on Hag, uh, McDonald, and. Um, uh, I guess Goudis more. Although Goose hasn't really been bad either. I'm not saying Solaris is bad. That's not. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys are responding to me or somebody else in the chat, but I'm, I'm not saying Solaris is bad. I'm saying, I, I, I guess he really doesn't have that much. I don't know what his future is here. Uh, I mean, if you, if Hart's staying in the AHL next season, then I really would not have anything against Solaris. And then you go out and get like a Craig Anderson or Jimmy Howard. I just think a part of heart Anthony Stellar's tandem is something that we positive about right now, but then in November next season, we're going to be asking why the hell we didn't actually Rick. Okay. So Rick brings up a good point. He's talking about, uh, Haxel waited to pull the goalie until the Oilers penalty expired with a minute left in the game. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about and I actually thought was going to be the first thing I was going to talk about. You're down three to one. Power play has not been working. There's three minutes left in the game. 
pull the fucking goalie. Give yourself a full two minutes of six on four. Why was that not a thing? And then he waited until there was like six seconds left and they always had a puck and then Stolarz races to the bench. The fucking get the goalie off the ice and make it a six on four immediately. I don't understand. These are he does little shit like this every single game. And I just don't understand. Uh, like, I, I don't know. It, it's just every game he does one thing that just blows my mind as to how he can be an NHL coach. Uh, how old is G- That's a good question, Brian. Uh, I'll see if I can look it up. I just know he's a free agent this year. And I really don't want to trade for a goalie, but it sounds like Fletcher's going to trade for a goalie. And, I mean, the two options I think I'd be okay with because they wouldn't mortgage the future or give up players on the NHL roster I actually like would be Jimmy Howard and Craig Anderson. Although I, th- I don't want that trade either because that's – I am not. I don't want to give up a first for a, a quarter of a season of Howard to possibly squeak into the postseason. So, I, I mean, the goaltending is just, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to take your, uh, he's 34, I think. Yeah, I think it says 34 now. Yeah, 34 going on 35. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, and they want, the, the, the Red Wings want a, a first for him. So even that's insane. So like the, I think the only goalie I would do for to better their chances for a postseason run would be Craig Anderson. And he's not Craig Anderson. I mean, Craig Anderson, he would just be, I don't know how his numbers are in Ottawa, but if they're not great, he would be coming into the same situation here where the defense isn't exactly going to be helping him out. Uh, I actually felt sad tonight for the Flyers and organization. This is a real low point. I want them to be a great team. And this is just a far cry from that. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, it's getting it's getting bad in terms of the fan reception for the team. It's just, I don't know. Uh, Matt says get Bob, and I, I was touching on that earlier. I, I wouldn't mind Bob, but my thing is he's going to want a big contract, and I don't know. I don't know if you want to hand that out if you're going to count on hard to be here in the next few seasons. Uh, and he hasn't, I don't know, he doesn't look great either. Sue Jones says Steve Mason is free, man. I what was the general consensus on Steve Mason? I didn't hate Steve Mason, but I know some people hated the guy. I wonder if you brought him back how that how everybody react uh right now among the fan base if they brought in Steve Mason to help with the goaltending situation. No, Joe. Okay, so Joe, I agree with you. Anderson is old. I'm not. He, I'm not saying he's the solution in net. I'm. I'm saying they should get. It sounds like Fletcher's going to make a trade for a goalie. If they do that this year, guys that are not on playoff teams that are free agents, I, the only two are Howard and Anderson. So if you're if the goal if Fletcher is going to make a trade for a goalie this year, I prefer it to be Craig Anderson, and if Hart. You know, maybe Hart's not up here next year, but they're gonna they're gonna need another stopgap guy, not Elliot or Norbert. They're gonna need another guy that 
is only going to be here for two years before Hart comes up. And I think maybe Anderson could be that guy. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's tough to get a starting goalie in this league. I, it really is. <laughs> Bring in Ivan Vedatov. Yeah, what happened to him? Seventh round pick, 2015. Nobody talks about him. Bring the kid over. Let's see what he see what he can do. Let's see what Valerie Vasiliev can do. Just bring them all over. Yeah, Jody, you're right. The team did hate Mason. I mean, I think the media hated Mason too. Uh, Michael, when your play-by-play guys stealthily mentioned their coaching sucks during the progress during the broadcast, I think that says a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I do I do wonder if uh, they know that the running is on the wall for Hackstall. I mean, I t- I think tomorrow has to be his last game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know how he makes it through this West Coast trip. They beat the Sabres 6-2, to two, and then they had the cute video mocking Ron Hextall with the wings, and then they've had three uh, pretty bad losses. So I, I don't know how he's here anymore. Brian, I'm with you with the Crawford idea. I know he got hurt last year. I know it's not 100% right now, but I think that's how you buy him cheap. And also, it's not like Stan Bowman has a um, – I don't know how Stan Bowman still has a job there, I guess, now because he's been ha- he's had some pretty questionable trades recently. Uh, so that's why I would want to. I think you get Crawford for cheap, and maybe a ch- change of scenery helps him out. Yeah, Rick, four flyers in the corner on the first Oilers goal. Every – Everybody on the ice just migrated to the puck and just kind of left Solars by himself. Uh, Michael, what do you go up for Crawford? Again, I, I that's where it gets tricky. I I don't know. I don't even know what a fair trade package would be for Crawford, honestly, given his history uh, with the uh, concussion injury last year uh, and how well he played before that, I think it would be a real tough thing to kind of market, um, kind of gauge what the appropriate return would be for Crawford. And honestly, um, with the goaltending thing, that's another reason why I've been saying Anderson. I don't. I don't want to give up a lot. It sounds like Fletcher is going to do it. I just. I just don't want to give up a ton for a goalie who could be here for just the end of this season. Uh, I think Crawford would bring a little bit more term than that, so maybe that's why I would want him. And for the last few seasons with the Blackhawks, they've kind of been a bad team. Uh, they've been a team that's had to rely on him a lot. If you look at their their heat maps for where they give up shots against, it, it's a lot of high danger chances and Crawford's bailed that team out. That's the reason why I've pushed for Crawford. And I think with the way the Blackhawks are, they might want to try and clear clean house here. So uh Chris says Quinville said he wants to return at the holiday. Yeah, I mean if that's fine then I guess we can wait until New Year's to fire hack so <laughs> Alex says, what about Cam Ward? No, thank you. I don't want Cam Ward at all. I mean, Cam Ward sucked since uh, the beginning. So, I... I, No. 
this is not a playoff team. A trade for a goal that makes sense of goal time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree with you, Will. There's a there's there's a lot of other issues with this team besides goaltending. Uh, and I mean, I I just want to see what Fletcher does now because they're at a real it's a real weird point in the season. Because uh, I mean, I I don't know how you can watch these last few games and think that this team is a playoff team. And when you look at the trajectory of the power play success and how the penalty kill has been for years. And they're on their fifth goalie of the season. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they're a playoff team. So I hope. I feel like Fletcher came in because Holmgren and Dave Scott won win now moves. And Fletcher's been talking about patience, but Hexall got fired for patience. So I, I don't know. It's going to be weird. I, I don't know what's going to come up after this road trip. But, but I guess we'll see. Uh, been talking for about 45 minutes. Uh, got really repetitive on the goaltending stuff. Uh, kind of vented about Hackstall, but I mean, for you, everybody that stayed around, thanks for staying around until 1230 on a Friday to talk about this team. Uh, hopefully it gets better in the future. Bill's going to start doing the, I think Kelly's doing the post-game reaction tomorrow, but after that, Bill comes back. Hopefully the next time I do one of these, maybe in February or early March talking about a different coach talking about confidence in this team, better looking power play and still largest on a three game shutout streak. Uh, I have a uh, return flight posted today about the Oilers game. I'm doing one tomorrow for the Canucks game. And as always look out for BSH radio and fly purple. Uh, thanks for your questions tonight, guys. I'll catch you uh, soon. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.